This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Sky Blues Extra. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Sky Blues Extra podcast, which is kindly sponsored by Shortland Horn, Coventry's leading estate agents. My name's Tom Ward and I'm joined this evening by David. Evening. Evening, mate. And I'm also joined by Dean. Hey, chaps. Evening, chaps. Good to have you on. Uh, a real mixed week for the Sky Blues as they fell to a 2-1 defeat on Tuesday at home to Middlesbrough but they managed to turn it round and get a vital three points against Derby on Saturday. As per usual, we'll look back at all of the key moments and we'll also be looking ahead to another massive game away from home at Rotherham next weekend. Um, so, Dean, first of all, how would you sum up this week? Um, oh, I won't lie. I was, was a little deflated after the midweek game. Um, I thought we were really, really poor against Middlesbrough. Mm. Lacked any sort of cohesion, no fight, no real determination either. And that's been the case, I think, since probably that win over over Brentford. And then instead yeah. of kicking on, um, you know, from, from that fashion, we've we've gone backwards, I think, mm. a little bit. Um, but you know, saying that after yesterday's result and with all the other games going in our favour, I can't be any more happy with the situation mm. we we now find ourselves in. And okay, the performance yesterday wasn't vintage, but it doesn't need to be now. It's all about results. You know, we're in that business end of the season and it's all in our hands. Um, And, you know, more teams are involved now, which is also good. So in summary, I was downbeat, but now a little bit more relieved, shall we say. Yeah, Yeah, it's good that we just have that, you know, sort of, um, we're, we're resolute, aren't we? We we don't go on sort of long runs of losing games and we just we've just been ticking over all season really, haven't we? And getting wins when we need to. Absolutely. Um, I, I think probably some, you know, some things were probably said um, by, by Mark Robbins and you could see that in, in his quotes after, uh, before before the game at the weekend. You know, probably some harsh words were, were probably yeah. said, you know, about work rate and, and certain players and et cetera. So um, I'm, I'm a little bit more um, happy, shall we say, going into the, to the rain, remainder of the season. 
Yeah, definitely. Dave, how are you feeling after this week? I'm ecstatic. I am. <laughs> Honestly, I think it's been it's been a superb week. I mean, they may have run into all wrapped into one, but yeah, not a great performance against Middlesbrough. Um, I don't think either side were that great, to be honest. Mm. Um, and we were probably just lesser of the two. Fantastic result yesterday. Really grounding, dug it out. But you know, the main news is it's Coventry heading back to Coventry, and that yeah. is. Of superb, course. you know, and that's that's why I think it's been a, a really good week because it's what we needed to hear, and we can now all look forward to grinding out the rest of the season uh, and being back at the Rico uh, and watching Championship football next season. Do you think yeah, that affected the players yesterday in their sort of mindset? Um, I don't know, but it, it's you know it's just great news, isn't it, all round? And and I think yeah, it's got a it may have made them realise that you know what's football without fans sort of thing and given them an extra boost. I think yeah. probably more to your point, Dean, is that I think they just got a bit of a kick up the backside, um, realised that they you know they need to start putting in performances and need to get points and 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 they've sort of got over the line, haven't they? And I think work rate yesterday was was so much better than than mm. the opposition and that's key you know it you can play badly you can give away the ball but if you work harder than the other team you, you're doing something right yeah no, i agree with that now i think it just gives us an extra sort of motivation to stay up now as if we didn't need any more but um you know that that opportunity to be back at the rico you know a lot of those players won't have played there before the ones that have will you know remember you know big crowds there and things like that so yeah i think it just gives us that extra extra buzz around the club doesn't it um let's look into the mills brigade in a bit more detail um dave what were the match stats yeah it was 52 percent possession we had eight shots versus their 11 um mr greasley will not be happy because it was a 0 percent shot accuracy versus their 18 percent um 397 attempted passes they did 349 interceptions tackles and and, and duels were were a little bit in their favor actually um but yeah, it, it, it's one of those, isn't it? 52 possession, but didn't really have a lot to, to show for it at the end of the game. Mm, yeah. And uh, we'll talk about the, the, the team lineups. Um, obviously, for us, we had uh, O'Hare and Hamer back in. Rose slotted in for Ostergaard. Probably what we predicted, really, Dean. Yeah, I don't think there's much swapping and changing he could have done over there and obviously go go one up top, which he did at the weekend. But yeah, good to see our probably our two main attacking threats back in the in the starting lineup, which was good. Um and yeah, there's not many two, there's not many options he could do over then pass Aye. um at centre half um instead of instead of putting Rose in there. But you know, they're they're comfortable as a free, those those guys, you know, they've played together a lot. So um it that would that would only be a positive. Yeah, exactly. Um, and the Middlesbrough lineup probably not quite as strong as we might have expected, but I think the the telling thing here was how strong their bench was. I think, you know, it's something we've talked about, that sort of squad depth, the ability to really change a game. And um, that sort of showed the difference, didn't it really, Dave, that they, you know, the strength of their bench, really, not just their starting lineup. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, Belassi, um, yeah. you know, even George Savile, um, Watmore, he, yeah. he was decent when he when he came on. So, yeah, obviously the depth in in a lot of these championship teams are is a lot a lot more than what we we can possibly offer. Um, and I'm sure we'll come onto it later. But you know, I do think that we've still got to be reaching into that um, you know bag of, of of tricks, if you like, or you know bag of substitutes because yeah, fresh legs. You, even you need yeah. the fresh legs, and I think you know even even yesterday it, it, it showed. So. I do think we've got to trust our bench a little bit more, but you're right. You know, 
a lot of um, lot of talent on on um, on display for Middlesbrough off the bench, and also you know Akpom. It was uh, interesting to yeah see see that chap in a in a championship lineup. But yeah, yeah again, another established championship side with a mm. lot more you know strings to their bow, shall we say? You know, we're coming up against these week in week out, and you still got to fight. Um, every opportunity and that's that's the only way we can sort of match them really is is in our fight and determination and I thought in this game we, we just didn't show, show up unfortunately yeah um, we, we did have a sort of strong start to the game we you know for the first probably 15 minutes we played okay um, managed to get ourselves in front as well we never um, do that do we we never have a strong start <laughs> every week strong start um, and we did, did on Saturday as well um, long throw from McCallum um, which was yeah delivered really well is that something you think we should be utilizing more dean absolutely we should be using it to its fullest extent we can especially with Oscar in the team as well yeah you know you look at those chances we created early in the season from set pieces and we look like we could probably potentially score from every opportunity we got and it's it's pretty pretty much disappeared i think over the past 12 to 15 games i mean the throw-ins are another opportunity to cause problems basically mm. We've got a lot of strong guys, a lot of big guys, and especially Ostergaard, like you say. And I know he wasn't playing in this game, but as an overall picture, we should be doing it more. You know, bring it back to old school Aaron Gunnison days. Why not? Yeah. And think think back to how many goals we scored from from long throw-ins during that, that period of time when we had Gunnison in the team. Yeah, exactly. I certainly remember that one against Newcastle in the Cup. Do you remember that one, Dean? Yeah, I mean, you look Scott at... Scott Dan. Yeah, yeah, Scott Dan, yeah. I mean... I, I remember like towards the end of games and that huge pressure it put on defences by yeah. just throw, lumping a ball in the box. It you know it terrifies them. Yes, and it's actually more dangerous than a corner a lot of times, isn't it? Yeah, the when, angle, um, yeah. When Stoke used to do it, you know, there's teams putting the ball up for a corner rather than a throw, wasn't there? It was that dangerous. Yeah, it's just, it's just a, again, I'm going to bring the old string to the bow. You know, it's just another a way yeah. of, of potentially, you know, causing threats. Um, mm. and, and it showed, I mean, the goal itself was really good, you know. Most important thing is to win that first ball, which I think it was Rose who did that. And, and then it's great work from from Max again. Yeah. Really put the defender under pressure and it results in a goal. Yeah, exactly. Fantastic. Make him make, make a mistake, yeah. Um, it wasn't a particularly memorable first half really after that, Dave, was it? Um, quite a poor game really in, in parts. Yeah, I think... <laughs> that sort of what we talk about tenacity that buzz that press that wasn't really there look it's a long old season and I think that these guys a lot of the time 70-80 minutes looking dead on their feet and Mm. if you are in a a game that's hanging in the balance and it's tight it's it's almost a recipe for mistakes and and I think that was the case in this game that no one wanted to make a mistake but neither team really had a a foothold in but Mm. you know sometimes the ball was coming coming into the mid- middle of the park and we just we're just kicking it you know we were, yeah. we were actually we we're just putting it long because we were we just we couldn't really get get the ball on the deck and play the football that I know that we can and Mark Robbins wants a team to play but I think we just looked a little bit direct at times and, and I think that's probably a bit of the pressure showing that yeah you know, we just just a little bit don't want to lose but, but you've got to do enough to win as well yeah, exactly. I think it's something that Glenn mentioned on the live as well. At times, you know, there's playing long and then there's just boots in the ball it, yeah. like wherever you can. And if we're being honest, we were doing that quite a lot, weren't we? Yeah, it's just it was it was almost just anywhere will do. Anywhere sort of will do, yeah. yeah. And that's that's like yeah, that's that's League Two stuff, isn't it? Doesn't so give you too much to build on, does it? 
No, and it's a frust- it's frustrating as well because then everyone looks around at someone else and, and says, you know, who's going to get their foot on the ball? Who's going to who's going to you know put that pass, you know, sp- split a defence in half? Or who's going to and and a def- and strikers, you know, just keep turning around, running and running for for lost causes all the time is, mm. is is not great. And also it invites more pressure on because obviously it just comes straight back down. If you just put it down their throat for ninety minutes, it's going to come back, isn't it? So I think at times we've we've shown that we've got that little bit of nerviness, but you know you know when we do get the ball down. We, we look like we can play it's just doing that in the right areas and at the right times I suppose yeah definitely and um, you know we did allow Borough to get a foothold in the game as as we usually do um, and they found an equaliser um, how disappointing was this one Dean? oh massively but you know it's a, it's a set piece so we're, we're going to concede it just feels like we concede from set pieces all yeah, the time you get that horrible feeling don't you when yeah. you see them in those positions uh, yeah it's, it's, it's it just scares me basically <laughs> you know <laughs> I, I again question marks over Wilson whether he should come for this mm. ball, but I don't. I don't think this is down to Wilson. If I'm if I'm honest, I just think the quality of the ball from McNair here is just completely overlooked. I mean, outstanding ball mm. into the back post, but the the real the real issue I have is the zonal marking again. Yeah, you know, three Borough players have gathered behind everybody, so they've got a free run onto the ball, depending on where it's going to land. And because we run back in that zonal line, you've all got to move together and we can't deal with that. And we also header. seem to get in each other's way with yeah. that zonal a little bit. Yeah. No one knows who's attacking and no one knows who's... It, it, it's, it's been a bit of a bone of contention all season, hasn't it, Dean? Yeah, and in uh, in this instance, when, you, when you're zonal marking a, you know, a set piece, you all move together at the same sort of angle. And because the ball's going completely away from that angle, it's so hard to deal with. Mm-hmm. And it's basically a free header. But then even then, the ball's headed down and it goes across three players and they still can't deal with it. I find that, you know, pretty mm. amusing, to be honest, you know, that we can't deal with those situations. You had Hyam last week, couldn't kick it, kick a football in front of him. And now a ball rolls past three players and they all look at look at the ball. Mm. It's, it's, it's frustrating. Do you think, do you think it's um, a, a sort of so concerned with conceding that it's kind of bit panic stations when we get those balls thrown into our box? Which yeah, is, I, I which is madness because we keep giving away so many free kicks around uh, and and you know set pieces around around the box, don't we? I think nobody takes out- control of the situation, Dave. That's that's the main the main concern for me. No one seems to want to you know put their their body on the line in in those situations and you know organise and you know it's just really frustrating and that's something that needs to be worked on because we're going to go up against a lot of teams, physical teams over the next couple of weeks where. You know, set pieces are going to be a key asset for them, and mm. and we keep conceding from them. Yeah, something we we definitely need to address and and fast. Um, obviously, Mark Robbins only made the one change in the game, Dave. Um, were you sort of surprised by this? Not now, not so far down in the season. Maybe at the start of the season, but it it seems to be the Robin's way, doesn't it? God, mm. this sounds like a really neggy pod, but it's not at all. But you know, <laughs> yeah, it's it's such a surprise for me that he he doesn't bring on more fresh legs. Um, yeah. I don't know if it's if he's worried about tilting the balance of the team. Um, you know, when 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 it isn't hanging in the balance, it's it, it's a bit of a, a an odd one. But he does seem reluctant to to go to the bench, and every team we've come up against seem to seventy five minutes. They're they're using that free to yeah. you know double or triple substitution, and and we're still sort of, sort of sort of still got lads you know not even warming up. So it's it is 
it isn't a surprise anymore because I think that Robbins has shown that he once he picks his team, he wants to, most of them to see out the game. Um, but I do, I don't, I do worry that I think if you've got a squad, you, you know, you've got to use them and utilize mm. them. And and yeah, okay, we are down to a you know via injury, we've been we've been down to a lot of um, lot of players are injured, so we've not got the squad depth there. But if you're on the bench and you know, you need fresh legs. I think we've got to start looking to it. Yeah. And talking about tipping the balance, obviously Borough, you know, blessed with their bench, were able to bring on Watmore and Balassi and sort of really kind of change the game, Dean. Yeah, I think so. Especially Balassi was picking up yeah, you know, bit, you know, positions player, all, all over all over the pitch. I mean, this is a guy who, you know, can't get in that Everton team because, I mean, it's full of stars, obviously, but he's bit, he's a proven premiership talent. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that's the difference again. You know, they, they can call a lot upon the likes of him and, you know, game changes effectively. Yeah. And we'll talk about their goal um, so we can move on with our lives afterwards. <laughs> Please, um, quickly. Yeah. You know, it, it's it's a calamitous goal, really, isn't it? I mean, Howson obviously was, was tricky all night, but, you know, we just get completely caught out. I think Dabo just got done, really, didn't he, Dave? He's, you know he's thought about going with his man and he's left him and tried to, and he sort of followed Hamer and then, you know, we just get completely caught out. And then I still don't quite know what happened when it went across the box, even though I've watched it back a couple of times. So it was just a bit of a nightmare all round, wasn't it? Yeah. I think once it went across the box, everyone was playing catch up. So, mm-hmm. and I think, yeah, you know, sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. So I think it just, it was almost a, you know, the obvious was happening there, but yeah, Dabo, it was, you know, I suppose uncharacteristically really he's you know he usually got his pace as well isn't he to get himself out of trouble um, mm. and on this occasion he just couldn't couldn't quite do it and it's a bit disappointing because it's it, again it, it just seems like that we switch off don't we and when we switch off um, in this league you get punished and you can see goals and that's you know I think in a minute we're going to talk about perhaps you know the performance but it's just a championship and I think it's a very, yeah. very difficult league. There's some really, really seasoned teams in here and, you know, we're not so as much. And, yeah. and I think that that's, that's what's going to happen. It's not right and it's it's not great to watch, um, you know, but at the same time, I think we've got to keep that realisation that, you know, we're fresh to this league. It's, it's, it has been a big step up and, you know, by and large, we've, we've, you know, play really well, and there's just going to be occasions where we switch off, or you know, we're not as confident, and and that's probably what's catching us out. And hopefully, we can, you know, put that you know down to experience and and learn from it. You know, especially this yeah. season, and hopefully, if if all all ends up well, we can build on that for next for next season. But they, you know, they they're season pro teams, and I think that you are going to get that that with them but disappointing way to concede definitely yeah. but surely someone should be putting in a challenge if this guy moves from the right hand side of the pitch to the left hand side he, he waltzes past five players yeah no I agree outside I think the area as well out, yeah. it's outside the area but it's right on on you know he's pretty much running across the 25 yard line isn't it so I think he's um, uh, we just seem to be playing catch up didn't we once it shifted from the right to the left we, we, we just seem to be second best and, and that was it we, we were just so behind the play that like you say we couldn't couldn't even get a you know a, a block in or anything once it, it went across yeah they they do I suppose it comes down to communication as well with Hamer and Dabo it, it does seem like the back line need to talk a bit more mm. um, I think there's the signs of that 
when you know there's been you've seen it at times when conversations between fads and wilson you know if wilson's coming or if fads is clearing and then they sort of look around at each other and go what's going on so mate yeah maybe it is chat but you know squads the squad's still i suppose they've played together for a long time but at the same time it's uh, it's just one of them isn't it it's experience Mm. that's needed and it's a shame yeah yeah and balassi probably should have sealed it uh late late on dean yeah one well, we got away with there you know you expect someone of his quality to finish that off and very strange strange finish um yeah. it's quite funny if you watch back on the highlights you just hear clive um he's sort of heading you could tell his head's in his hands when he's uh doing the commentary it's quite funny and he's oh balassi's missed Oh, no, that's a good thing, Clive. He's missed. Yeah. He's still got a chance to get in it if we get the ball up the pitch. But yeah, yeah. maybe Clive was going to pack up and go home if it went yeah, in. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe he's looking for an early night. Um, but yeah, I mean, that, they've just broke at pace, haven't they? And yeah, you know, we're we're up the top end chasing the game, and those situations happen. It's just one of those things. But you know, we got away with one, mm. which is good because you know the goal that helps the goal difference. I know it's only one goal, but. Yeah, yeah, it that, does. That could co- be costly at the end of the season. Yeah, goal difference is something we need to keep an eye on, isn't it? I think, you know, we're, we've probably got one of the worst goal differences around the teams just close to us, I think. Um, so if we can gain a, a few goals, that will that will possibly help. And, you know, obviously could be worth an extra point at the end of the season. Um, so yeah, it's one of those really, Dave, wasn't it? it I suppose result-wise, it's not too disappointing. You know, it's a team that are in the top half of the table. Like we said, they're, they're full of talent, probably didn't you know, necessarily expect to get anything, but it's more the performance really that's the disappointing part, isn't it? Yeah, no, exactly. And if I'm just sieving through comments to try and see who I think was the man of the match because I know that's coming up, but it, it was really, really difficult to, to give it to anyone really. Um, but it, it can't really be a first, can it? But no, it's it, it, it's a shame. It's a disappointing performance, but, you know, we're about to go and talk on, about a result that, you know, we ground out. And I suppose it's a long old season. I, I You know, I'm not there. I can't say what it's like to be in the dressing room. Did, did Were they less confident in when lineup? against Middlesbrough as they were to you know against Derby uh, were they a bit down the dumps are they feeling sorry for themselves or you know is it just one of those games that they looked tired leggy couldn't really put the the football together that they needed to but what I think we've seen a lot this season is we don't there doesn't seem to be that much needed to to actually get a result in some of these games like they have been really really tight I think it's I think majority of our games have really really hung in the balance and it's usually been a bit of a naive or a mistake from us that's probably settled it and not that the fact that the other teams have been that much better than us and Middlesbrough certainly weren't that much better than us um, this fixture and neither were they in the in the leg you know at their place yeah definitely not at their place yeah you know and and I think that's just where you know, hopefully we'll get there one day where we're one of those championships teams that just ground out, you know, grind out results because we're not doing that currently. Yeah. And I think our league position would look a lot different if that was the fact and if that was what was happening because we're not, you know, we say it every week, but we're not far off. We play nice football. It's just sometimes we're just a little bit naive, aren't we, and let ourselves down. But by and large, we've probably been in most of the fixtures. So mm. disappointing performance, but not, you know, by by no means have we been outclassed um, that much. It's just like we said, that little bit of quality sometimes can seal these championship games. They're so tight. Yeah. And if you did have to pick a man in the match, Dave, who would you have gone for? 
It's difficult. I think Fads um, had had a good game, majority of it. Um, if it if it wasn't for like you know the, the goals that we conceded, but I think Fads had a pretty good game. Um, O'Hare, his usual self, was you know was busy but hard to to get into it. Um, it's very tough, isn't it? But yeah. maybe I'll go with maybe I'll go with Fads, but in the in the nature of the way that we conceded it's probably a bit of a tough one but yeah yeah he was um you know he, he's been he was solid and at times we've just you know i think he probably had a, a good, good good game dean any thoughts on that uh i thought michael michael rose did all right did okay to be honest you know he's, he hasn't been in, a, in the team i thought he came in and did a decent job um but yeah i mean like dave said there wasn't many shining lights in this performance so yeah the the best of a bad bunch for me, Michael Rose. You're listening to Sky Blues Extra. Now we're going to move on and review the Derby game from Saturday. Obviously, earlier in the season, the Sky Blues went away to Pride Park, came away with a point. It was a Gus Hamer equaliser late on in the game. Um, Dave, what were the match stats for for this one? Yeah, 46% possession for us. Um so a little bit less than than opponents. Um, ten shots versus their seven. But Mr. Greasy would be happy. Thirty <laughs> percent shot accuracy versus their fourteen percent. Um, and yeah, sixty-seven percent accuracy. So uh, on the passing, which you know showed that we probably strung a few more together than perhaps we have in in recent weeks. Good. Andy will be happy. The uh, resident shot accuracy coach. Exactly. <laughs> Um, obviously Ostergaard came back in for this one um, but a couple of changes obviously Walker dropped to the bench and we had Biama as the lone striker um, what were you th- What were your thoughts when you saw that Dean? Um, I'm not surprised because you, n- you never know with Mark Robbins but personally I much prefer playing one up top I just think we we, we lack bodies in the in the centre of the park um, and we, I, I think we get overrun there quite a lot so I'm more than happy to see a sort of a central midfield three, which is which is what we got with with James Kelly and Hamer. Um, and as long as that lone striker, which is Biamu, as long as he performs to to a decent level, and at least one of those midfield three pushes up into the attack, I think it works for us. Um, I think it's more we're more comfortable, we're more we're more, we're more suited to it. I think um, that's so what I it is, happy. isn't it, Dean? It, it's getting up and supporting. Um, yeah. And O'Hare's got a proper engine. Um, but I just think at times this season, no one's really got up quick enough, have they, to support that lone striker? And Max, at times, he holds it up and he seems to be holding it up forever and ever and ever. And ultimately, at times, gives it away. And you, I think it, it makes it Max probably look bad. But, you know, if, if he's holding it up for sometimes 15, 20 seconds, you know, even 30 seconds, it's a long time, isn't it, to have your back to goal defenders snapping at your heels and, and looking around for a pass. Yeah, but there wasn't many times yesterday where there wasn't at least someone within ten yards of Max Biamu, yeah. which is which is you know a testament to to how well we played in that sort of pressing um, pressing mould. I think it was probably about. I mean, I'm just looking at the average player positions now, and the midfield three are within you know ten to fifteen feet of of Max. Yeah. So you know that that's that's a really really good sign, um, and that's where it works so well when you play one up front because those those midfield three can can move up together and join the attack. And then you've always got the knowledge of one of them can drop back if one of the mm. wingbacks move forward as well. So, and to, to sort of fill that position. So I think it's a more comfortable um, lineup for the Sky Blues. I think we work well in that, that sort of setup uh, and it showed with the victory. Yeah. 
And we played some nice football, didn't we, Dave, in that first half? Some some tick attacker early on. Another bright start. <laughs> yeah. We should have a klaxon for that as well. We should have a get on yeah. the grass klaxon and a bright Sky start Sky Blue's extra podcast bingo. Yeah. We're drinking. God, drink, God forbid drink the day when whenever we... Whenever Wardy's mentions another bright start. Yeah. We, I'm waiting the day when we, when we don't make games. a bright start. It, it was, wasn't it? It, it was. It was nice to see. I think it was. It was. It felt different to Middlesbrough, where we we sort of from the from the get go, we seemed to be at it again, and you kind of knew that they they'd lifted their game. It felt yeah. like I don't know if, if everyone felt the same, but it kind of felt that we were just we were a bit more raring to go and, and up for it. And and yeah, we, we again we were finding those pockets of space and we were playing those triangles and there seemed to be a lot more space and, and I think the players looked like they wanted the ball more. Mm. I think in some games, yeah. especially Middlesbrough, they uh, not shine away, but it just wasn't on. The pass wasn't on because like Dean said, wasn't always close enough. But in this game, obviously Dean's got the old statos out and, and it shows that, you know, players were out around each other supporting and, and, and offering themselves for the ball. Yeah. And we managed to get ourselves in front with a brilliant goal. Um, really, really good anticipation from O'Hare. Great turn of pace from Biamu and a lovely finish, albeit their their player couldn't really foul him, could they, Dean? Because he'd been uh, booked just before. But yeah, really good goal, wasn't it? Yeah, and that all comes from the press, Tom. You know, their midfield three were, yeah. you know, <laughs> all over them, harassing them, uh, the, the, the derby three in midfield. Um, so the guy didn't have anywhere to pass to. And like you say, O'Hare, great anticipation. But we need to talk about Max's first touch here. Yeah, Absolutely just, outstanding. Just couldn't be better, really. No, you, you take it across the defender. So he cannot deal with that situation. Like you say, he's got a yellow card. But even if he didn't have a yellow card, he can't put a foot in there because he knows <laughs> he's he's denying a, a goal-scoring opportunity and he would have got a yellow carded anyway. Um, but yeah, lovely finish as well through the legs. And, yeah, that, you know, we've said it, all too often on, on the podcast, Max has it in the locker. He really does. He does have the finishing ability. Um, and I think sometimes the pressure gets to him a little bit. And yesterday wasn't one of those occasions. I thought he was absolutely outstanding. Um, and it all came, obviously, from, from the goal. He, he gained confidence from, from that. He still had a lot to do as well, didn't he? Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't a, a gimme. Like, I, I really rate, um, the athletic a lot like uh, but one of their contributors a, a Derby contributor was like a gifted goal I, I I don't know how you could call it a gifted goal like Biami used to had a lot to do yeah do we not think great pace yeah. as well it's like prime Ronaldo wasn't it yeah bearing through on goal just getting away from the defenders was that um, the same athletic reporter that was banging on about the director's box, Dave? Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, get well soon because it, it, it seems like a serious case of the sour grapes. Yeah, um, he was on but, the wind-up, I think he was, to be honest. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think, you know, to, to echo Dean, it was it was a great finish. Like, he still had a bit to do and, and, he, and it was, you know, he what he head down and he, he knew what he was doing, didn't he, from the start? And I think that perhaps, you know, Jokerez at times has shown that he, he perhaps... Um, not divers, but, you know, doesn't really know sometimes what he wants to do. And I think Max showed, like, he just, he knew what was in his, his mind and he, he got it, got his head down and, and, and put it past the keeper. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant finish. Um, and Dabo was getting a lot of space and a lot of the ball down the right, but just often lacked that final ball, really. Um, still feel like he's not quite 100% himself, Dave. 
Yeah, and maybe that is the you know maybe he's not bombing he's, on like he used to, is he? No, and maybe that that is you know maybe he's just not at full fitness, but at the same time we're light down there, aren't we, on mm. the right hand side? And and that maybe shows with the pass change, you know, whereas he's you know you don't know what's going on, but you could with that type of change you could see that maybe he's saying to Dabo, right, well give me sixty, sixty, seventy. Um, uh, and then and then we'll bring you know Pascal maybe I, I don't know but it, it just seems that we haven't got a lot of depth have we down that right hand side and and perhaps D- Dabo's the only uh, only option so yeah he doesn't seem himself but I think even a seventy five percent fit Dabo uh, you know he's yeah, he's effective. one of, he's one of the players that you'd say is is championship level if you know if you had yeah. to tick them off from this squad and and I, I think yeah hopefully we can see him bombing down that line but he did, does give you a massive option out on the right and I think he scares left backs I think you know he, he does worry teams that is such an outlet and I think teams would have studied us and seen that he's you know he, he's so quick that it makes them sit back so it puts a bit of pressure on them mm. and Derby did have a chance to equalize it was a short corner um ball got slipped through to Matt Clark but a really good stop by Wilson wasn't it Dean yeah, and he, you know, he's a really, really good shot stopper and mm. he anticipates this really well. He's quick off his line and, and, smothers, his the, yeah, and smothers the danger, basically. Um, so, yeah, really good from, from Wilson. He didn't have a lot to do, to be honest, um, during the whole match and mm. especially during that period in that first half. So, you know, it was good to see that he was, he was alive to the danger. Um, again, a couple of iffy moments with, with crosses, which, you know, we 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 talk about quite a bit, so I won't yeah. go into that again. But yeah, this was a really really smart save, and really one of the only opportunities that I thought Derby had. Mm. I thought they were they were really poor. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. We'll obviously talk about the second half, but I don't think I felt massively threatened the whole game. Really, it felt relatively comfortable. Um, we had a chance to to extend the lead with Ostergaard. Um, he headed over just before half time. It's a shame he has a fifty p head, isn't it, Dave? Otherwise, we'd score a lot more goals. Yeah, it is. But I mean, what a fantastic header of the ball and and, and a fantastic way he gets up. I mean, he was was standout, wasn't he, defensively, I think, at times. And um, yeah. He won everything, didn't he? he, Exactly. Yeah, he he absolutely did. And God, I tried to say exactly and absolutely at the same time. But he (laughs) he really, which is no no mean feat. But no, he he did. He he won everything defensively. And yeah, I think he could score a few more. but at the same time, it's nice just to have that threat, isn't it, from set pieces? Um, yeah, and I exactly think that's is, yeah. why sometimes fans and that will scream because we play those short corners, and really we should just be with with that, you know, prowess of Ostergaard. We, we should just be, uh, and even Hyams had a lot of chances recently. We should mm. be, we should be peppering boxes more, um, especially with these, you know, these teams in the Championship with with shaky defences. But um, yeah, headed over. Um, but, you know, fantastic again by Ostergaard to get to the ball first. And, you know, I, I think he's probably got a few more in his locker this season. Yeah, exactly. Um got a great record when we lead at half-time. Um, and you felt like if we could get to half-time, we'd be in really good shape. And, and that's, yeah, that's sort of how it felt, wasn't it, Dean? Yeah, it just, just adds to the confidence, you know, going there with a bit of a smile, knowing that we've we've come out of a half, at least mm. at least one up uh, after performing so well. I was looking back today um, at, you know, sort of results at half time. Um, and there's not, not been many games where we've been in the lead, that's for sure. Mm. Um, especially over the last period of the last two months. And, you know, we've either been going in, losing. Um, or or drawing and the draws have come like with 
a late goal in the half. Um, so, you know, heads might have been down, but this was this was a totally, totally different situation. And we grew into the game in that first half, I thought. Um, so there was confidence around, but it's just so different when you go, even like the the fans, are, you look at Twitter at halftime, it's a much nicer place, isn't it? When we're leading, we've at least we've at least put in a little bit of a performance at, at that point, um, and it's just nice to nice to be in that situation for a change. Yeah, exactly. Um, Mary James could have sealed it. A great effort from him off the post, Dave. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, Matty James is is seems to be popping up in a lot of these pockets, doesn't he? And on the edge of the box, and yeah. He, you know, he, he's he's been a, a, a really big asset for us, I think, since there. Uh, but um, yeah, you know, he's shown that he can do it before, and it was it was another instinctive and, and great effort. And it's a shame, it, you know, probably deserved more, really. Yeah. Um, but it's nice to see that we've got some goals, perhaps in other players. I think we yeah, heavily exactly. relied on on Hamer and um, obviously, you know, some of the strikers. So it's great to see Matty James as well popping up and getting himself into to goal scoring opportunities. Yeah, I think he's keen to leave a shorter gap than three years between his next next goal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, obviously, Derby made a few changes, but I, I don't think it really affected the game too much, Dean. It, as I said earlier on, it, it felt pretty comfortable, didn't it? Yeah, and like like you said, you didn't feel like they, they were pressuring us at any point. Um, I, I mean, I, I was really surprised. I mean, I think Rooney took us um, a little bit too... Um, too lightly, I, 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 I'd say, um, with, with his lineup. To be honest, I'm very surprised um, Joviak didn't didn't start. I think he's been one of Derby's best players over the last um, six to eight weeks, and and Louis Sibley sitting on the bench as well. You know, he's he's highly rated. Uh, even Lee Gregory um, has has played well um, in periods for, for Derby. So it's a very odd um, odd odd lineup from from Rooney. I, I don't. I don't really get where he, what he was trying to do with this. I mean, again, I, I I love the the stats and the player positions, but they're all over the gaff, all yeah. over the shop. They didn't have no coherence. It looked like how we played against Middlesbrough. To be honest, mm. there was no real sort of energy. Uh, it was lethargic. It was a lethargic performance by by Derby, and you know, we we probably should have scored more. To be honest. Do you think it's on the back of because they got battered, didn't they, by Cardiff? And I think a few of those players are in the starting lineup. Do you think Rooney was trying to make a bit of a dressing room point, like by dropping a few of them? I mean, potentially, but you Sibley know, it's, it's, and it's Gregory back, and yeah, it's backfired though, wasn't it? Yeah, hugely. Um, mass, yeah, and you know, it's great for us because you know we we don't come up against their their first team. Um, I mean, they are missing Bielek as well, who is one mm. of the outstanding players in, in the championship uh, for sure. Um, I don't think he'll be at Derby County next season, but, um, uh, you know, end of the day, we, we can only face what's put out in front of us, yeah, can't exactly. we? So, um, yeah. and, and we did that, we did it well. Yeah. And we brought Pask and Allen on. Um, I thought Pask did a really good job, Dave. Yeah, definitely. You know, it like I mentioned, it's probably not the we haven't got the most depth, and it's a, uh, it's it's not just a big, it's a huge step up for Pask. You know, Championship yeah. football from where he's been playing, um, you know, it is is a big big step up. But he's got he's got that pace about him, isn't he? And he also 
he's I think he's very thought out like uh, he's he he does seem to intercept a lot and he does seem to block look he's going to get the wrong side of his man a few times that's comes with experience and age and you know he's a young a young lad learning his trade so that's going to come but I think he, he's got some you know key raw attributes there that I think are going to be be great and something that Mark Robbins will, will want to retain and, and build upon so to see some people on Twitter obviously saying that at the end of this year at the end of the season should we stay up we need a massive shake up well you know I'd argue one we haven't really got the financial clout to do that mm. and and two you know you have to what people forget is you do have to have like a 25 26 man squad even bigger now with these substitutes and and you know what have you so madness really to be thinking what many people are going to be able to to, to move on um if we can't replace them but Pask at his age um mm. and with the raw attributes for me would be a huge negative because yeah we need some depth in that position but i think he's shown that he's done a really really good job he's switched on and and, and again in a in a really difficult period you know if you think that they were you know potentially we're going to start throwing the kitchen sink at us and you know he had a tricky customer and, and pacey customer he, he did a really good job alan i think came on probably to be that engine in the mid mm. midfield i think that mark robbins and ad saw that we needed to get that press going again because it was stopping them from playing out um which is a bit odd because if that is the reason, then I can't understand why Walker wasn't brought on for Max. You know, Max had an absolutely superb game and um, I'm sure like most of us probably thought he was man of the match. But again, to me, it just feels like, are we doing enough to, you know, I just think a fresh Walker, um, you know, twinned with the fact that Max is playing under uh, an injury it just seems that, you know, not that job was done, but it, I just think it would have been more beneficial to get some fresh legs on for the last sort of 15 minutes to, to help that press. And mm. that's clearly why Alan came on. So for me, it was another puzzling, puzzling, um, you know, substitutions again from, from Mark Robbins, who, who, you know, left Walker, even though he's preparing him, left him on the subs bench and, I think it would have been the perfect opportunity for him to come on. But um, yeah, pass great. Um, Alan came on, you know, with his, his usual um, engine and probably could have got himself a goal if he if he perhaps started his run a bit quicker. But um, yeah, you know, all in all, so uh, lucky that awesome. to be honest, wasn't it? You know, yeah. Bia, yeah. was it maybe just a, a foot but, and a half too too far ahead of Alan? But, but there Alan... you go. You know, now don't get me wrong. Max did everything right, but if Walker was in that position on fresh legs. You know, That's would it have been a completely different situation? I think yes. You know, looking at it, and I, I don't know. I, you know, I don't want to be negative about a win. I just think it's very strange that we're reluctant to to use our full set of substitutions, and in especially in a game where it, it was hanging in the balance. But a striker for a striker wouldn't have made it. I don't think it would have made us that much difference. You know, really all Max was doing was keeping that high press and, and pushing their defenders back so that they couldn't, that they had to play long, right? So that we forced them into that long play. And it just seemed odd for me that a, f a fresh walker um, probably would have been able to help more with that, that press. Um, odd. I suppose mm. he's probably looking at Walker's performance against Middlesbrough where he didn't really work that, that hard. Could that, could that be in the back of his mind? Whereas yeah, but... the whole Allen situation, you know, and he, at least he knows Allen's going to chase down every single ball. Yeah, I mean O'Hare was probably a time thing, really. 
But, you know, again, maybe that was because he was starting to get a little bit. But you could mm. see towards the later parts of the game, it looked a bit stretched at times. And Max and O'Hare weren't quite getting to the players the same as they were for the sort of first 60 minutes. But if that's the case, all you need to do is just send anyone on to do that. Yeah. You know, anyone can go on there and, and run between uh, two, two centre-backs and two wing-backs to put the pressure on. I, I find it bizarre, but, you know, it's, it's a fantastic performance. But I just find, I've, you know, I think every other team seems to be, be using their full quota of subs and, and we don't seem to be. But yet we keep saying that we've not got a lot of squad depth. We keep saying that the games are coming thick and fast and it's it, players look leggy and tired. But yet we're not saving Max, who who clearly, you know, needs, a, you know, as we know, he needs some, some work done. Um, when it can happen and he's playing through an injury so why not save him for 15 mm. yeah it's an interesting one sorry um, I'll step down from my soapbox now <laughs> <laughs> yeah could have gone on all night there Dave um, maybe yeah, you should make your own podcast about Mal Robinson substitutions yeah Andy can do one on shot new accuracy blog. new blog launching this week but no, yeah. I, 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 no I just think it's a, a good point to make because no I, I totally I, agree with you I do totally. think that yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot of teams are, seem to be doing this and it only takes um, you know us to get stretched and not quite get enough you know get over to, to the ball quick enough or out to a wing back quick enough a cross comes in and you think perhaps could that have been stopped and yeah it's all hypothetical but you, you can kind of see it happening at times yeah Obviously, you brought Sheaf on, but um, Sheaf was sort of waiting for ages, wasn't he, to come on? Um, I think, Dean, it was probably more of a time-wasting thing, as Dave said. Um, but O'Hare was fuming about coming off, wasn't he? Yeah, that, uh, to be honest, I'm, I'm happy seeing that. Too. You yeah. know, it yeah. shows you know his commitment, how much he cares. What's to see it out? What an engine. He, he's like Jason Park with three lungs, isn't he? You know, <laughs> he had some engine on him, didn't he, at United? Um, and I think O'Hare's the same. But yeah, I mean, you can't doubt this kid's commitment. Um, to the cause, every single ball is is challenged, isn't it? It's just relentless for a defender. He's I mean, very smart as well, isn't he? Because he gets his body in between the ball and it and and draws so many fouls, and that's not that's not happening by mistake now, is it? Um, no, and and, and, and he's doing it at really key times, you know, where it relieves pressure from us. Yeah, and I think you know there was a little piece highlighted him on on Sky Sky Sports on Friday night. Yeah, you know the highest amount of interceptions in the final third, um, just a huge amount of like positive positive um, stats going his way. And to us, I, I hope they keep quiet because otherwise, you know, we might have a, an issue come the summer mm. with with Callum O'Hare. To be honest, yeah, I think he'll be very sort. I mean, we talk about Hamer, but listen, if, if Callum could just you know work on his finishing, yeah. He'd be the complete player in this division. Yeah, because yeah. be I mean, he set up that chance, didn't he, as well? Where it, you know, when he ran into the box, you know, and it, all of the was that was that this weekend? I'm pretty sure it was. But he played a one-two, I think, maybe with Max, and and then he ran into the box and he just he, he overran it. But the build-up play was was fantastic, wasn't it? But when he then got into that that uh, into the box, he he kind of ran out of ideas a little bit. I think. Um, yeah, he's just missing two key key aspects the experience at top top level football which he's get getting this season and hopefully yeah. he'll get again with us next year in the championship and that that crucial finishing ability and if you could all he has to do is add that to his game and and he will, honestly will be such an asset going going forward and i know you, there's that stupid troll on on twitter 
Um, who always has a go at him, but honestly, I you know, I don't know what I think he's just a why not merchant. Um, but it's you know what, just chatting absolute nonsense. Callum yeah. O'Hare is is a terrific player. It's probably got to the point where um, like Callum doesn't even acknowledge it because it happens so much. Yeah, like you yeah. wouldn't you wouldn't be offended by something that's just that persistent. Do you know what I mean? Um, so yeah. there can't be that many um, permutations left of numbers after the word cough either. <laughs> On Twitter. Well, so, schools you know, are back tomorrow, gonna... so he'll be back in there, won't he? He's going to run out, but um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, new pencil case. Um... Get my Callum O'Hare pencil case. Yeah. Do you remember those little toppers you used to get in cereal um, boxes? Yeah, yeah. Play yeah. player kits and stuff, and you used to stick them on top of your your pencil. Maybe you should get him a Callum O'Hare one. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, so obviously full-time whistle went very welcome sound that was, Dave. Um, massive, massive three points, isn't it? I text you, didn't I? And I, I, to be honest, I'm not sure I can do this every week. Like, it's so difficult. That last 15 minutes just felt like such an age <laughs> to the point where I just, you know, I'd rather just, you know, turn it off and let me mum phone me and say, that, you know, they've done it, 90 minutes is up. Because it's just, it, it really is like, it's agonising, isn't it, to, to watch. And especially when teams are flinging balls into the box and we're giving away free kicks, perhaps, you know, towards the end of the, the game in dangerous positions. It's just, but yeah, what what a relief. But also, it, it's difficult because we're not there, but you could see, they, you know, the, the, the players stayed out for a little while, to be fair. Um, mm. and, and the whole team went around nearly each each and every one of them, you know, congratulating each other. And, yeah, you know, Ben see. Wilson, you could see, you know, um, you know, shook his fist. I think that was towards the, the, the quoted 35 directors in the director's box. But, um, <laughs> you, you know, you could see that one, it was a relief, but two it felt like they'd really worked hard for the result mm. and deserved the result and and I think that showed at, at the end of 90 minutes and yeah fantastic but yeah what a relief to hear that full-time whistle because it's um yeah. it, it's very very in these relegation battles you've got to have a bit of a stomach for it and you yeah know, I, li- I line mine with a pack of biscuits and a cup of tea which is <laughs> different because you usually when you've had a few you know a few sherbets you can you don't really know what's going on always do you so it's easier but um it, it's tough it's really tough in this relegation fight yeah. and yeah sweet sound of the full-time whistle brilliant i think yeah. that reaction said that you know a lot probably a few harsh words were said at Brighton this week maybe yeah. after the middlesbrough um result and the and the performance and you know we needed a reaction definitely yeah, and I think how the it's players a reacted. Six pointer like, as well, wasn't it? You know, massive, it's a yeah. It was, it was a must win. I think it was our first must win of the season. Really felt like it. You know, I, I really do think that. I think you know, with the games, the games we've got coming up. You know, Rotherham away is a, a massive game, but if we hand a one yesterday, it would have been a bit panic stations now, wouldn't it? Yeah, no, exactly. Um, I'll grab a man of the match from you both, Dean. Pretty simple, Max Biamo. Just a, yeah. tr- like a terrific performance. One of the, his best in a Sky Blue shirt. Um, ran the channels really well. His pace at times was was phenomenal. I, I didn't know he had that in the locker, to be honest. Um, and I just want to bring up, I don't know if you'd seen, some guy posted a picture of uh, Max when he signed for the Sky mm, Blues. Yeah. And how sort of thin he looked. Yeah, and now he's up. an absolute monster. And that just shows, you know, proper professional coaching, um, you know, diet, nutrition uh, what that can do to a player so it also you know, shows because uh, you know people probably haven't listened to it yet but he spoke about what 
English football was and, and what his manager wanted from him. Do, do you know what I mean? And, yeah. he, and he's playing as that sort of striker um, target man, isn't he, a bit more, which probably wasn't natural to him when he was probably first come to England or playing in France. And yeah, like you say, he really has bulked up, hasn't he? And he's, he's playing, you know, he's holding the ball up fantastically now. Yeah, and he, he seems to have like this, he pulls out a bit of skill from nowhere. Yeah. yeah. Which is which is great to see. But just, you know, Max talked about in the podcast, which, you know, I urge people to listen to. He talked about how he saw on social media Cov fans slating him yeah. during that, that first period of, of his time at the club. So it goes to show they, they do they do check. But it, it, it goes to show that you should never judge a book by its cover. Yeah. Because Max has been with us since League Two and he's gone with us on this journey. And you know, he's looking really, really good now. You know, this experience in the championship is doing him the world of good. You can see that as as the season's progressed, he's progressed. He's a much yeah. better player now than he was six months ago. That's for sure. And you do need those players around the squad. You know, we've talked around, we've said the quality that other teams have got. You know, they've brought in players like Glenn Murray, who's, you know, sort of age before beauty, I guess. And, <laughs> that's kind of what I feel we'll get with Max if if we had you know if he extends his time at, at Coventry because you know you've got to have those experience and those players that have been at the club and know what it means I think to play for the club as well yeah. you know for, for for those newbies when they come in that perhaps haven't experienced that and 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 also you know it shows that he's he's a really He's a really big squad player, isn't he? Even if if he wasn't starting every single week, we've seen this season at a really top level what he can do. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Uh, and and yesterday was you know the epitome of that—a really really superb performance and probably one of the best standout performances of the season, I, I would say. Yeah, I presume Dave, you're going with Biama as well, then. Yeah, um, a who scored rating of seven point five two. I think that's slim, if I'm honest. But um, yeah, Max Biamo, man of the match for me. And, and I'm sure the same for a lot of people. Yeah, definitely. I was going to read out some of our follower comments. Um, there's a fair few gifts in there as well, which I had to sort of sift through to get to the comments. Um, Biamo seems to have a lot of uh, gifts on Twitter um, that he's uh, created over the time. Um, so Chicago Phil said, I stick with my rationale that in a 1-0 win, you have to give it to the goal scorer. So it's Max for me. Plus, I felt like he had a blinder holding up the ball, etc. Paul said, Biamu all day long. Craig Milner said, Max. Um, jo- Joel Malin said, Biamu deserved man of the match today. Didn't make a foot wrong. Worked his socks off. Deserved his goal. Great overall performance from start to finish. Frank1966 says, Biamu just edged it for me. But her hair, brilliant. James McFad's also bloody brilliant. I think, yeah, mentions for, um, I guess, James as well. I think he had a good, Good game, didn't he, chaps? Yeah, definitely. And I'm sure Dean will agree. He's just a very, he's a very clever footballer. He's got a proper footballer's brain on him, isn't he? And that's why he seems to have much more time, I think, on the ball or he seems to read read the game so much better than, than you know, some of the other players. And he's just got a proper footballer's brain on him. Yeah, he does everything simply. He did, never makes, you know, mistakes. And if they are, they're, they're, they're very minuscule. Um, but yeah, uh, again, a superb performance by him. But there's something reassuring, isn't there, about how calm he is on the on the ball? You just feel you just feel a lot more calmer, don't you, with him on the pitch? Yeah, and you know him playing alongside Kelly as well. Yeah. Um, you know, people have I've asked the question: Can they play together? I think yesterday showed they can. Um, 
there was times where Kelly dropped and, and James went forward and, and vice versa. Um, I think they can play together. I think they need a third person in there with them. And uh, like, like yesterday, that's where it'll work. It's not going to be like the old Lampard and Gerrard situation where both of them went forward or both of them dropped for, for England. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, I again, I, I think the, the signing of James has, has been a revelation. Definitely. You're listening to Sky Blues Extra. We'll move on now and preview the Rotherham game on Saturday. In the previous fixture back in December, the Sky Blues beat Rotherham 3-1 at St Andrews. Um, bit of an interesting one, this chaps, because obviously COVID has once again thrown a spanner in the works. Seems like Rotherham have a, have had quite a few of these this season. Um, but I guess if the game is to be on, Dean, um, do you think this will benefit them or do you think it might detriment them? Uh, it depends when they can get back into training, I suppose, doesn't it? Because if they if they can't sort of train up until Friday, um, that's going to be you know a detriment to, to their fitness levels. They won't have been able to work on you know setup and shape other than maybe on on Zoom or something like that. Um, mm. I'd love to see that happen. By the way, if we get that <laughs> get that recorded, to see how that works. So I'm not really too sure to be honest, Tom. Um, they, I mean, before that Wednesday, before they beat Wednesday, they were on a real bad run of form. It was like six losses in a row or five losses in a row or something along those lines. Um, so I, I think they, I think they need more games. I don't think that the the, the the sort of break in play for them mm-hmm. is going to do them any any good at all. I think they need to play more games um, because they've changed set, they've changed their formation slightly as well. So they're still working on stuff, still trying to find what works f- for them. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm not too sure how it how it'll affect them, but yeah. I mean. You look at them now towards the end of the season, they're going to have, what, 14, 15 games in around about 52, 53 days. Mm. That's going to be near enough three in a week, some weeks. It's going to be really tough for them to maintain the sort of quality they're going to need to stay up. Yeah. Yeah, it's a weird one, is it? I hope they don't get to play three at the end of the season like the Sky Blues did that that year. Was it back in the 90s or something? I don't think that will happen, if I'm honest, because of... You'd, You'd hope not. Because of the Euro situation That's as well, true. yeah. Um, I know, obviously, we haven't got many players. I don't think Morfo will have any players going to the to the Euros, but there's a cut-off point for for the <laughs> they league. They might be going to watch. Yeah, I don't think Max will get a call up for France. Oh, he could. Uh, tell you why, if he continues to play like he did last week, he'll be, he'll be in. Yeah. See you later, Karim Benzema. <laughs> Max Biarmi's in. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, 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 it's a real strange situation. Obviously, they've had a lot of breaks in play, haven't they? This yeah. season, um, I, I'm not sure about their mindset. Really, it's going to be really, really tough for them. I mean, yeah. I, I'd r- rather be in our position, wouldn't you? The, the, yeah. the points on the board are much more effective at this point of the season. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Just that sort of momentum, Dave. What have you made of this sort of COVID situation with Rotherham? Yeah, I'll be honest. I don't really un- understand if one they can train and two how long the, the period is. So. Um, it's potential. It could potentially mean that our games obviously called off. It's a very odd one, isn't it? I mean, there's there's enough rules to be honest to for for me to get my head round at times, and then trying to understand this COVID stuff is even more. But um, I don't, yeah, I mean, they were like Dean said, really poor run. Um, you know, they played some tough teams. You know, Bournemouth, Norwich, um, Reading, perhaps, and Sheffield Wednesday's no massive scalp really. Um, and and of course lost to Cardiff as well. So they've been on a Sorry, they've been on a pretty, you know, pretty bad run. 
Um, and like Dean said, I think they probably do need need games. Really, they need to get back to to playing and and picking up results rather than sat. You know, it's like a cloud home. hanging over them, isn't it? Really? Yeah, a little bit. Mm. And and with. I think it depends of the game in hand. Sometimes it can work in your favour if if you're out out in front. But if if you know, like you say, if it's if you're in a building and it's burning around you and you still got to spend more time in it, that's how it kind of may feel for Rotherham. So, yeah, I think we're in a in a bit, much better position with the points on the board. And the situation's yeah. been like put down a little bit as well. We don't know how many players are sort of under this COVID regulation. You know, how how big's their squad? I mean. Yeah. I was under the impression yeah, exactly. that if you had at least 15 players, the game has to go ahead. Yeah. So how many yeah. players are, are under this sort of COVID protocol? You know, it's been kept very hush-hush, if yeah, I'm honest. Yeah, I feel like, you know, if, if the it's almost like there should be a press release to explain, you know, what you know which players or, or how many players, et cetera, so it's clear. Because um, otherwise, you yeah, part of you just, cynical part of you feels like, is stuff being elaborated or not being reported correctly and stuff like that? So you've also got to think why though. To, to me, you know, do they want to get? Do they want to get those gaming hands? Suppose so they know where they sit. Who knows? Um, Possibly. You know, you know? If, if that's the case, I mean, it, it's yeah. You wouldn't want to go into a week of free games knowing you need to get nine points. No, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, but at the same time, I suppose at least you know where you stand, and it's a bit more. It's, I mean, it's in your hands as much as any time, really. You just got to pick up results, and that's what the Sky Blues have got to do. But yeah, maybe you know your fate a bit more, perhaps. So you know, but if you're good enough to win a game, you're good enough to win a game, aren't you? I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, let's assume the fixture is taking um, place. Um, makes me a little bit nervous because obviously I have horrible memories of that four 0 last season, Dean, which, you know, happened to be one of our only defeats. I actually thought about this the other day. I think that's the last time I actually saw the Sky Blues lose live, which is mad, October 2019. But we definitely could do without a repeat of that. Yeah, I don't think that's even questionable. I don't think that that will happen, to be honest. Um, That was just a real, really odd game, wasn't it? Freak result. Um, They happen, don't they? They just happen every every so often. Um, I can't see a repeat of that happening. I think we're, we're much more streetwise now. Um, and you know we're, we're the champions of League One. We've got that going for us. Don't forget that. Yeah. Um, you know, Rotherham were were runners up. So already men- mentally, we've we've got that sort of one up over them. And obviously the result earlier in the season as well, which yeah. I thought we were fantastic that day. By the way, yeah, when we won three three one. Yeah, we really blew them away, didn't we? In fact, I think three one was flat them really. It was a bit of a consolation really. Um, but yeah, as we've said, Dave, they're a strange team, really. You know, not, they're kind of the opposite to us, really, in that they they tend to go on either a really long run of wins or a really r- long run of losses. Um, and yeah, they just yeah, very strange team, aren't they? Yeah, they don't seem to like you say. They don't seem to um, just sort of grind out results and bit mix match. They they do, and like you say, they've been on a bit of a. Uh, a, a run of losses apart from the Sheffield Wednesday game and like you say if they're they they might just be they're either you know nervous about coming back after this COVID stuff and not being able to train or they're they're you know raring to go I suppose we'll only know on on the day and, and when they turn up but yeah touching on what you two just mentioned about the 3-1 you know I think it's one of the best we've looked this mm. season um you know um that and and perhaps Wickham so you know cut quite comfortable and and I think you know we should we should be able to do that again 
Yeah. And, you know, we've always seen them as quite a physical, you know, big team. Um, what can we sort of expect from them and their style of play, Dean? Yeah, like you say, they're they're very aggressive. Um, but they've they've sort of changed up a little bit this year compared to, to last year. They've they do they're sort of creating a lot more chances, that's for sure. Um, especially over the last couple of weeks. Ryan Giles, obviously, who we know um all too well is has now joined Rotherham. And he's been kind of a shining light, I think, in those last couple of games. He's he's um he scored a couple of goals as well. And they're playing him in, in sort of that midfield five on the left-hand side rather than as a wing-back. Wing back. Mm. Um, and I, I think he's taken to that role really well. So he's going to be a threat, that's for sure. But a bit like us, um, they give the ball away all too often. They make lots of individual errors. Um, and I think this game is going to be down to who doesn't create, um, who sorry, who who avoids the the individual errors um, the least, and I think that's that's who will come out on top. Yeah, it's interesting what you say about the chance creation because it seems to me like when they do win, they win. You know, they had a few three nils, didn't they? Um, unlike us, they seem to just you know it's, it's one nils, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and yeah, and and I mean they've got goal scorers. Um, you know, Smith and and Ladapo are, are proven goal scorers at, at League One level for sure, um, and to an extent at a Championship level. Um, they kind of are a yo-yo team, aren't they? They're the West Brom of the the League One and Championship level. Yeah, um, up and down, up and down. But you know they, they do have threats, and they you know you look back at that 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 game early in the season, they did threaten us at times, uh, especially early in that second half, I thought. Um, so we've got to be wary of that. But I, I still think we've got more than enough quality to to outdo them. But I, I still think it's going to be a game of who can create, the who can stop the, the individual errors the most. Yeah. And Dave, you feel like, you know, if we pick up three points here, it'd be a huge, uh, it would go a long way really, wouldn't it, towards our, our bid to stay in the division? Absolutely. Like, you know, one, again, it's another six pointer, isn't it? Against a team that's, that's up against us in, in this relegation battle. And it, it, you know, psychologically, if we can get, you know, get a pick up a win here, then it's going to, you know, even more put the pressure, isn't it? Psychologically on, on, on the other teams around us, but also mainly Rotherham, um, even though they've got those games in hand. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's huge. It's another, it feels like another must win really. Um, just because it gives us a chance then that some of the games against teams that perhaps aren't going to be around us, a bit, bit more of a free hit. Um, we do need to keep obviously putting points on the board, but against teams that are around us, we, we, they, they kind of feel like must wins. I would yeah. say it's a must not lose, to be honest. Yeah. More than a must win because, you know... It's all right for us. Not yeah, as good it, them, you know, it still keeps us, you know, six points clear of them. They've got to go and get the results then in those games at hand. Let's see, let's see what they're made of. Um, I think the key here is that you, you know, this is the first time that the guys are going to be able to actually train probably properly between games. Um, you, you know, that we've had so many games, haven't we? They're, they're thick and fast. So that that is, I think that's a massive bonus yeah, um, for this fixture that, that we're going to actually have a chance to properly prepare rather than, you know, like, like we know that uh, before a game, they'll only do sort of lighter sessions. Um, and with that Saturday, Tuesday or, you know, Saturday, Wednesday, that we've been doing for so long, we've, we've probably not been able to do that as much. So I think it will be a good chance for the Sky Blues to regroup on, on the training pitch. And I think that could stand us in good stead as well here. Our attitude has got to be first class going into this game. Um, I think that's that's going to be a real key 
for us. If we can go in the same sort of mentality as we have against Derby and if we can look back to that Brentford game for some uh, inspiration, that'd be fantastic. If we can go in with that same sort of mindset, I'm, I'm sure we'll come away with with at least one, if not if not three points. Hmm. Would you change anything, Dean, for this one? Um, it's hard because it's hard to change a winning team, isn't it? But mm-hmm. um, I, I don't think they deal with two up top very well. Um, so I would be, I'd, I'd be looking to sort of push maybe Walker. I mean, I mean, Godden's back in the fold now. It's another week in the in the bag for for Godden to get some, some at least some training minutes in his legs. Um, that's for sure. So, um, you know, options. You know, that's another option we've got now. Yeah, we've well. been waiting for options and we've got them. Yeah. So I would find it hard to change a winning team, but I wouldn't be surprised if we went with two up top on the basis that Rotherham don't deal with it well and it works so well in the, in the previous fixture. Mm. Dave, any thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, it's a really valid point, isn't it? I, I quite like to see us play them off the park. Um, and, you know, it's that sort of the passing game versus that physical game. And, and I think that if we can do that and play them off the park and not make it a, a game where it's in the air and, and physical, then then all, all the better. But yeah, the two up top did work, didn't it? But I think, as Dean said, it's really, really difficult to change a winning side. Um, so I, I probably can't see him doing that. Um, but great that we've got some options to come, come off the bench as well. Yeah. Score prediction, Dave? I think we'll beat, you know, I think we'll come, I think it'll be 2-0. I think this will probably be, a, I think we've got more time to prepare. I think the, the guys are going to be really raring to get on the pitch against Rotherham, especially off the back of such a huge win. You know, the the mood in the camp this week is going to be so high, I think. Um, not saying that it's not normal, but, you know, we've all been there, um, it, you know, in squads when you're on a winning streak and it feels a bit like we are. You know, I think we can put the Middlesbrough game to bed. The Derby game was such a huge win. And I think they'll carry that into this. And I think, I think we'll have too much for Rotherham. I think we'll we'll blow them away. Mm. Dean, yeah, exactly the same same thinking for me. I I just think we we we've got too much class for them. So a two 0 win, uh, I'd even take a one 0 win. To be honest, it doesn't matter. Three points is is key. Anything will do. Um, just before we go, chaps, um, just wanted to get your thoughts on kind of where where we're at really in the the relegation picture. Um, Dave, with eleven games to go. Uh, what are your thoughts on sort of points tally required to stay up? Oh God, it's a bit late for the old Carol Vorderman, isn't it? But um, I don't know. I think I think really that fixtures are looking a bit. I think fixtures are looking good for us now in yeah. terms of who we've got to play. You know, you look at Luton that don't seem to be pulling up any trees. You know, they they started the season brilliant, didn't they? I think we can get, you know, points there. Wickham, of course, I think, you know, we, we've got to have the confidence to beat them. Um, I, I'm not sure on the points tally required, um, but I, I, I do still feel confident that we'll have enough to, to stay up. And it seems that teams around us are, um, you know, the pressure seems to be piling on them a little bit more. You know, even Derby are probably going to be pulled into this um, still. Uh, and, and I think the pressure is probably more on other teams other than us. Mm. Yeah, well, we're on, we're on 38 points now. And, you know, we've always been talking about the sort of 50 point mark, haven't we? It might possibly be less, but, you know, 12 points. Um, from from eleven games definitely feels achievable, Doable. doesn't it, Dave? Yeah, especially with the fixtures that we've got, doesn't yeah. it? So um I think we we originally said something like forty five, didn't we? And it seems like it might 
teams around us seem to be at times winning, don't they? Um, who knows? But it, yeah, 11 games to go. And if we only need sort of 12 or so points, then you, I, I could imagine that we should be, we should be at an average a, a point a game, I think. Yeah. And our next three are Rotherham, Luton and Wickham. Dean, how many points should we be targeting from these three? I think we should be targeting nine. That's for sure. I mean, that's the target. I think if we come away with sixth, I'd be more than happy, to be honest. I, I think 47, 48 points is going to keep us in the division. Um, so, you know, a good point, a good six points would, you know, put us very, very close to, to my target and, and close to your target as well. They only leave us needing six points from the remaining 11 games. So it's, you know, I think I think things are looking good. Um, we, we just need to grind our way through this now and, and like Dave said, the, the fixture list is looking kind. It's much more kind than it was la- at the start of last month, that's for sure. Um, so I think the average you know, sort of position is like 16th or 15th now towards the end of the year. So um, we've, we've got to go in with a load of confidence. I think we will stay up. Um, I have no question, you know, no doubt in my mind that, that we'll stay up. Um, we might get some, you know, squeaky bomb time at some point during this, this period of fixtures, but... Yeah, in answer to your question, six six points minimum for me in these next three. Yeah, definitely. That'd be that'd be nice. Um, that's all we've got time for this evening, chaps. Thanks very much for your contributions. And listeners, do check out our partner Short and Horn for the latest properties across Coventry. And also make sure you join us at full time on Saturday for our Sky News Extra Live, where as usual, we'll be reviewing all of the action and bringing in your comments and your calls. And as always, if you want to get involved in the conversation on any of our social media channels, just use the hashtag Sky Blues Extra Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Sky Blues Extra Podcast. days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain i learned this the hard way after losing my cat gingy so i created pretty litter a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered. By fans.